אך אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבתוכנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדושים אשר בארץ הם המבחן רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן נופג בן צמיחה נא נח נחמן נחמן ואומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן So today we will start תורה סמך זין We're going to split it up in three parts תורה סמך זין אבדיקו תמורן תניאנה תורה 67 It's a very special lesson in, um, in the timeline of when Rabbeinu gave the lessons, especially because one of, this lesson is one of the only lessons of Likutei Moran that speak about um, the greatness of another tzaddik specifically. Um, as we know, written down Rabbeinu Moran, Rabbeinu rarely speaks about the greatness of very other tzaddikim. We know Rabbi Shem Yochai, but during his lifetime, He rarely spoke very highly about certain very, certain very great tzaddikim. Rabbi Avram Kalisker, he spoke highly about But this tzaddik that he's speaking about, as we know, the Berdichever. Rabbi Levi Tzadik Berdichev. And this Torah actually is a very special lesson, which is almost like a eulogy for this tzaddik who actually passed away um, right before Rabbeinu gave this lesson. And it's a very special story because when Rabbeinu was giving this lesson, I believe it was on a Shabbat Kodesh, and Rabbi Levi Tzadik Berdichev passed away the week before, but news didn't get to Breslav yet. So nobody knew that Rabbi Levi Tzadik Berdichev passed away. But... Rabbeinu obviously knew through Ruach HaKodesh and, uh, and through certain Hasagot, he knew that uh, Rabbi Levi Tzadik already had passed away. And Rabbeinu had spoken very highly about him. He said he was a very awesome tzaddik. And there's many places in Chayim Moran which speak about, which speak about this. And um, Rabbeinu was giving that lesson, I believe, on Shabbat. And the following week, whenever all the students found out that... Uh, Because Rabbeinu didn't mention, obviously, Rabbi Levi Tzrami Berdichev explicitly in this lesson. We're going to, going to see the reference soon through the idea of Pe'er, of the splendor of the world, and how the splendor represents Tfilin, and how the Tfilin, Rabbi Nachman said, that uh, Rabbi Levi Tzrami Berdichev represented the Tfilin, the house, the, the bite of Tfilin of the generation, and how um, there's a beautiful story, actually, how once Rabbi Levi Tzrami Berdichev was traveling outside of his home, And Rabbeinu told the students that he needed to get his tefillin checked. And the students asked why. And Rabbeinu responded by saying that if Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Berdichev, who is the tefillin of the world, who is the tefillin of the generation, is leaving his house, then there must be a gun with my tefillin. Because it's not fitting for a tzaddik like this to have to leave his home. So, just from the fact that Rabbeinu speaks so highly about him, teaches us a little bit about the greatness of the Kedushat Levi. about uh, the Berdichever. And this lesson specifically is his eulogy. It's a very awesome lesson. And there's lots of um, hidden teachings about the greatness of uh, Rabbi Levi Yitzhak. But um, once the students found out, actually, that that week, um, that Rabbi Levi Yitzhak had just passed away a few days earlier, they realized that actually Rabbeinu already knew this, and it was evident in his lesson. And we're going to see lots of awesome references. Um... Um, and we're going to see towards the end of the lesson how Rabbeinu speaks about the passing of a tzaddik and the eulogy, etc. Okay. Torah Zamer Zayin. Chibur atchalat ha-Torah besofa. This is the joining together of the beginning of the Torah and the end of the Torah. Bereshit le'ene kol Yisrael. The first word of the Torah is Bereshit and the last words of the Torah are le'ene kol Yisrael to the eyes of Yisrael. Bereshit is in the beginning. Le'ene kol Yisrael to the eyes of Yisrael and now Rabbeinu is going to connect both of them. There are clouds that cover the eye. 
which it says in the Zohar Kadosh in Parashat Pinchas, is what? It's run it down in the Raya Mehemna, the section over there. What are the clouds that cover the eyes? It's the greater Rome and the smaller Rome, the minor Rome. We're going to move as it's brought down. Now Rabbanu is going to explain a little bit. This is the aspect of what is brought down in Kohelet, chapter 12, that the clouds return after the rain. As it says in the verse over there, what does Rabbanu say? He brings down the Chachamim in the Gemara Shabbat. This is the eyesight of a person, which dwindles after a person cries. Page 151a, uh, 151b, that it says over there in the Gemara that once a person cries, his eyesight fades away. And that verse, is this idea that the clouds return after the rain. What's the clouds? It's whenever your eyes are cloudy, you don't have proper vision. After the rain, the rain are the tears that descend from a person's eyes. So Rabbi was bringing that Gemara to teach us that a person's eyesight fades away after he cries. Now Rabbeinu is explaining this in connection with why the sun sets in the west. That the light goes down in the west. The sun sets in the west. Because in the east the sun rises and in the west the sun sets. We see that the west represents this idea when the sun, the light is setting. When the light is diminishing, like crying. So the west represents this Dwindling of eyesight. And all of this is done, all of this is created through the aspect of crying. Because we said crying is what removed the person's eyesight. And what's a person's eyesight? It's like the setting of the sun. It's like the sun. A person's eyesight is like the sun because the sun gives clarity to a person, it gives a person vision. Just like a person's eyesight, obviously. And when the sun sets, it's like whenever your eyesight is dwindling. So crying represents the West. And now Rabbeinu connects it. And look at this Chidush. It's brought down from the Kitveh of the Arizal. Because the word Ma'arav, which means West, Rashetevot, is the acronym of the phrase Rachel Mevakal Baneha. Rachel cries over her children as it's brought down in the Prophets in Yeremiah chapter 31. We say Tikkun Chatzot. Rachel Rachel constantly cries over her children. Rachel represents the Shechina, the divine presence, which is what? Where is she? We're going to see uh, in a second. The West represents Rachel crying over her children. Take the first letters of Rachel You have the word Ma'arav. brought down the words of the, in the writings of the Yariya Kadosh in the Kutei Torah over there in Shara Pesukim. The Shechina is in the West. And Rachel is the Shechina. So the Rachel cries over her children is the acronym which spells, sorry, the, take the first letters of that phrase. It's what? Ma'arab, the word Ma'arab, which means West. Because the Shechina is in the West. And the Shechina is constantly crying and wailing over, over the Jewish people, which is considered her child. It says in Yermiyah, Rachel Mevakal Baneha. Rachel cries over her children She refuses to be consoled over her children For they are gone They're not here Why? She's crying over the pain of the Jewish people Which are spread amongst the other nations And they're not in their proper place Meaning we're in exile And that's what Rabbeinu is saying That 
Ma'arav is like the setting of the sun, right? Which represents crying, which diminishes a person's eyesight. And what do we see? That Rachel is in the West, crying over her children. Because Rachel, which is the Shekhinah, is in the West, to by the Western Wall. And it's constantly crying. This idea of the West, which is the setting of the sun. Just like the sun sets in the West, which is the diminishing of light. So too crying diminishes a person's uh, eyesight as well. And that's the connection. The Arkan, and this is why, now Rabbi is explaining the Sod, as to why the sun sets in the west, because through crying, a person's eyesight is removed, or dwindles, and this is represented in the aspect of the setting of the sun, as we said above. And this represents the western wall. That it's over there, that it's at the Western Wall where the divine presence rests. Sorry, and it cries over there. And it wails over there over the destruction of the temple. Because there in the West, Rachel is crying over her children. As we saw, that Ma'arav spells out the phrase, And now Rabbeinu is explaining the, the two opposites. There's there's luminaries of light, but there's also luminaries of fire. Look in the Zohar Kadosh, Bereshit, page 20b. Rabbeinu says they stand opposite each other. One is in holiness and one is in purity. When there's strength to the luminaries of light, then the luminaries of fire are subdued. And the same is true on the opposite spectrum. God forbid. When the light, the luminaries of light dwindle on their subdued, God forbid, because obviously the luminaries of light represent holiness. Then the luminaries of fire begin to take power. And this is the destruction of the temple. What is the destruction of the temple, Rabban was saying? When the luminaries of fire take control. It says in Echa. From on, from on high, from up above, he sent fire into my bones. This is the Beta Migdash speaking from the first person. As a, this tremendously sad Megillah of Echa. Read over there how tremendously um, it, it's impossible not to cry when you read it. It's very, very. Very, the, the, it's tremendously built on words of sorrow, and it's it's very emotional. And we were going, as you see, all the details over there when the destruction of the temple occurred and what happened, and all the horrifying things that the Jewish people had to go through. From on high, he sent fire into my bones. Meaning what? That it's the fire, the luminaries of fire, that took control to destroy the temple. Because now the luminaries of fire took control over the fact that the luminaries of light dwindled away. It says, Rachel cries over her children. Because crying is the aspect of whenever the luminaries of light dwindle away. And then the luminaries of fire um, take control and overpower the luminaries of light. As we saw in the verse, that from on high God sent a fire. And this represents the concealment. When the splendor and the glory of the entire world is concealed, 
That's what happens. Whenever the luminaries of fire take control, the splendor of the world goes into concealment. Okay, now Rabban is going to explain what that means. Ki yes tzaddik, for there's a tzaddik, shehu ayofi v'apeer v'achen shel kol ha'olam kulo. And this tzaddik is the beauty. He's the splendor. He's the grace of the entire world. V'yifkinat ad bradan b'reshit chapter 39. V'yhi yosef yefe to'ar v'yifem ar'eh. That Yosef was beautiful in appearance and beautiful to look at. Bechinat, as it says, Yefenof, a most beautiful sight, Mesos Kolaaret, the joy of all the earth. Kizeh Tzadik, because this Tzadik Ha'amiti, this true Tzadik, Shehu Bechinat Yosef, who's in the aspect of Yosef, who are you doing? He's the beauty and the splendor of the entire world. And when this beauty and this glory is revealed in the world, what does it mean when this glory is revealed in the world? Rabbeinu explains. Meaning when this tzaddik, who is this beauty of the entire world, is made famous and he's made awesome in the world, when people begin to recognize this awesome tzaddik, then the eyes of the world are opened up. That anyone who is encompassed within this true grace of this tzaddik, who is the grace and the beauty of this entire world, meaning one who is encompassed and attaches himself to him, to this tzaddik, his eyes are open and now he's able to see. As we saw in lesson 66, what's the essence of sight? It's to look within oneself. It's to recognize who you really are. That's what a vision is. Rabban was explaining that when you attach yourself to the true tzaddik who has this splendor, you're able to see who you really are. You're able to have this consciousness and to have this self-understanding of Be'emet where you stand. Which is, there's nothing more important than that. Because if you do not recognize how far you are and how much you need to work on yourself, then there's no way to fix. Rabban was saying when you attach yourself to the tzaddik, and this tzaddik is made famous, then the eyes of the world are open. And which eyes specifically? The eyes of those who are encompassed within the tzaddik. And now, those people who are attached to the tzaddik are able to open up their eyes and to see where they are holding. It says in lesson 66, that when a person attaches himself to the true tzaddik, who is the aspect of what it says in Mishle, in chapter 10, tzaddik yesod olam, the tzaddik is the foundation of the world. But what is yesod? Yesod means element. The tzaddik is a simple element. That from the tzaddik are drawn all the four other elements. Look in lesson 66 for, um, for an uh, explanation that is more elaborated. Because Rabbeinu explains the entire structure. Because what is it, Tzadik? It says over there in Bereshit, chapter 2, that a river emerged from Eden to water the garden, and from there, it split off into four different sections, four heads. The river that emerges from Eden, it's one. It's one river. That's a Tzadik Yisodolam. The Tzadik is the simple element. He's one element. He's the element before they all spread out. And from there, it's split off into four heads, which is what? This represents the four elements, which represent the four rivers. But they're all drawn from the Tzadik. So Rabban was saying, what are the four elements? It's the, where the traits of a person are. A person's characteristics. 
But when you attach yourself to the tzaddik, the tzaddik opens up your eyes to see where you are holding into the characteristics. Whether your midot are good or not. Whether you're looking at your eyes properly. Whether you're seeing things properly. Whether you, whether you have arrogance or not. Whether you have too much desire. Whether you eat too much. Whatever it is. All the elements, all the, the traits of a person are all opened up to this person whenever he attaches himself to the tzaddik and the tzaddik is made famous. When you attach yourself to this person, it's fitting for this person to look at himself over all the traits, how he's holding within them. Because all the traits are drawn from the four elements. As is known, as is brought down. And the four elements are drawn from the tzaddik. And to really understand this lesson, one has to really go back to lesson 66. But Rabbi is giving us a summary over here. And therefore, when this tzaddik is revealed, who's who's the grace and the beauty of the world, anyone who draws close and is encompassed, who truly nullifies himself within this person with grace and with this true grace, this person's eyes are opened. And he's able to look and see within himself how he holds within all the traits that are drawn from the four elements. Because we know each element represents a certain trait. Like the, as we talked about in Lesson 66, this idea that the fire represents desire for immorality and um, air represents, uh, or the earth represents melancholy, etc., etc., all these things. So Rabbeinu says when the eyes, when the, when you encompass yourself within the tzaddik and the tzaddik is revealed in the world when people begin to recognize this tzaddik, the beauty and the splendor of this tzaddik, then what happens is the eyes are opened of this person who's attached to this tzaddik. And not only are you able to look within yourself and within how you're holding within the elements and within your traits, but now he's able to see and to look at the greatness of Hashem. And to look at the world. Through the fact that this person's eyes were opened through the revelation of the splendor of this true tzaddik. Because when this tzaddik is revealed and made famous in the world, this is the aspect of a name. And this is playing a lot into the last lesson. Because we talked about the name last lesson, Shem uh, Hashem. And lots of um, connected elements into this lesson. Um, so this Rabbanu says, when this tzaddik is revealed in the world, this is the aspect of a name. Meaning now the tzaddik is made famous and he has a name in the world. There's a name made for the tzaddik. And within the name of this true tzaddik, you have clothed and garbed and included within that name, the name of Hashem himself. Because as we said, we also brought in last lesson, that what? His name is associated with our name. So if the name of the tzaddik is revealed in the world, then within this name that is revealed into the world, that is created for the tzaddik, you have the name of Hashem, because Hashem is associated with our name. And obviously the tzaddik who represents Israel in its entirety with the true beauty, that Hashem is obviously associated with the name of the tzaddik. Nimtza we find, when the name of the tzaddik is revealed, we reveal the name of Hashem. And the greater ones, 
name of the tzaddik is revealed, the greater one reveals the name of Hashem. Or the greater the name of God becomes, it becomes more exalted. Because his name is associated with our name. So if the name of the tzaddik is made famous, then the name of Hashem is made famous. And um, this is a beautiful explanation as to the petek and why it's so chashuv also, this idea of the name of the tzaddik being revealed and why it's so it's so beautiful, this idea that the, the, the Shira Geula has to be this name of the Tzaddik. That it's Na, Nach, Nachman, Nachman. And this idea, how the name of the Tzaddik has the name of Hashem within it. That the four letters represent a Yud, the Yud K, the Yud K Vav, and the Yud K Vav K. And there's all these correlations to it. We can't even get into the, the real depth behind it. But how the name of the Tzaddik encompasses the name of Hashem. And how revealing the name of the Tzaddik actually granted the name of Hashem Itbach. We have no idea, but just saying a simple phrase, this simple phrase that is brought down in the Petek, we have no idea how much we actually elevate the name of Hashem Itbach. Just speaking about it is not even doing justice to it. This is why it's fitting for us to be besimcha all day and to really understand that be'emet, just the revelation of this Torah right here and all the other Torah and Nikut Moran and Sipur HaMasiyot and all the books of Rabenu are something that bring the name of Hashem and exalt the name of Hashem in ways we can't even imagine. And attaching yourself to this tzaddik behind all this work and behind all this advice and behind all this re- these rectifications exalts the name of Hashem in the most in, in the greatest manner uh, possible. And we continue, What's the name of God? The name of God is what is brought down in Zechariah chapter 14. God is one, and His name is one. Because the name of Hashem is a simple unity. It's one. Don't think it's two, it's one. But from the name of Hashem devolves um, or, yeah, all the four elements devolve from the name of Hashem. Meaning, Hashem is one. From the name of Hashem, it's one simple unity. But from the name of Hashem comes out all these four elements. The source of the four elements are the name of Hashem. Because His name is one. And this refers to the four letters of the name. The name of Hashem is one. It's one idea. is one. But, because there's four letters, as it comes down into the world and the name of God is revealed into the world, it gets expanded into four elements. Those four, those four letters of the name of Hashem materialize into the four elements. That's the best way to explain it. And obviously this is very deep, but um, in the simplest form, that's the best way to, to describe it. But Hashem's name is one. Hashem is one simple unity. God is one. And from that oneness, derive or expanded to four elements, which is what comes down into this world, these four elements, air, earth, fire, water. But first, before the four letters of the name of Yudke Vavke, of Hashem, expand into the four elements, there's something that expands into first, before it devolves into that materialistic, materialistic aspect of the four elements. Before it expands into air, earth, fire, water, it first it first devolves into the into the three colors of the eye and the pupil. As about the Zohar, that uh, Shabbat is Shin Bat. It's the letter Shin and Bat. Bat represents Bat Eye in the pupil, and the Shin represents the three. If you take a look at the letter Shin, it has three heads, three spikes, which represent the three colors of the eye. 
There's three colors to the eye and the pupil itself. And this is what the name of Hashem first expands to before it expands into the first element, into the four elements. That the Yudke Vavke then devolves into the three colors of the eye and the pupil, which are the four, these four colors technically. And then afterwards it devolves into the four elements. And afterwards, his name it devolves into the four elements. But before the four yesodot, But before the four elements arrive also, it also devolves into something else, which we call what? Tzadik Yesodolam. The Tzadik is the foundation of the world. That from the Tzadik are drawn all the four elements. Now this explains what it says in the verse in Shemot, chapter 35. See, God called by name Betzalel. This is Betzalel, the person who built a Mishkan, who was blessed with this awesome task of building Mishkan, that Betzalel had this awesome wisdom, this chokhmah, this tfunah, this dad, this chol this understanding to how to build a Mishkan, that even Moshe Rabbeinu did not possess, that Hashem gave this task to Betzalel. And we're going to see what this idea is. Re'u, it says in the verse, Re'u, see, Ki kara Hashem b'shem for God has called by name B'tzalel. What does that mean over there? Re'u, see, Daikat says in the verse specifically. Why see? In addition, you got to get Hashem B'tzalel because when you reveal the greatness of the name B'tzalel, through this, you have the aspect of Re'u, see. Meaning, now that the name of B'tzalel has been revealed, What? Now there's the aspect of Re'usi. Because now once the name of the Tzaddik is revealed, what happened? The eyes are opened up and now you can, you're able to see the greatness of Hashem and where you are holding. And this is what it says, For God has called B'Tzalel by name or called by name B'Tzalel. Meaning what? Because God himself is in B'Tzalel's name. Betzel Kel in the shade of God. Kel is over there. Betzel Kel. That's the that's how it's split up. The name Kel is in the name of in the name of Betzalel. Because as we said above, his name is associated with our name. So Betzalel, who was a tzaddik who possessed his grace, had the name of Hashem associated with him, and with that he revealed the greatness of Hashem. And once you reveal the greatness of Hashem and you reveal the greatness of the tzaddik when the name of Betzalel has been called out and been made known to the world, what happens? Now there's the aspect of Re'u. Re'u. Through this, now a person can see. Because now once the name of Betzalel has been revealed, which has the name of the tzaddik and the name of Hashem within it, now what happens? Now one can see. Now his eyes are open and he can see truthfully. Sorry, and through this, we have the aspect of seeing. As we said above, because the strength of one's vision is also drawn from this name, this holy name. Because as we said above, the name of Hashem is Yud Kev four letters. Which we said, devolved, before it devolves into the four elements and the aspect of the tzaddik, it devolves into what we call the three colors of the eye and the pupil. Which means the name of Hashem has associated within it eyesight. And this is the aspect of Shabbat. Shin Bat. Shabbat is a play on the... On, it's split apart Shabbat. You have the letter Shin and then you have Bat. Shin. Bat. Bat Ayin. That Shin represents the three colors of the eye. And Bat is the Bat Ayin. It's the pupil. Ki Shabbat Shabbat 
And as we said also in last lesson, Shabbat is the name of Hashem. So it's all connected. Shabbat is the name of Hashem. Shabbat is the name of Hashem. It's the aspect of Yud Kevavke. And what also? The Yud Kevavke devolves into the three colors of the eye of the pupil. That's why Shabbat is a part of the word Shinbat. Represents the sight of a person's vision. Uh, a person's vision. And Rabbeinu adds, the tzaddik too is an aspect of Shabbat. It says, And it says in the Zohar, Kadosh Parashat, and so on, this is something that we have to know. It's brought down a lot in Likut Elachot, many different places, throughout the teaching of Rabbeinu. And the student of Rabbi Shimon, they praise Rabbi Shimon by calling him the Shabbat of all days. They tell him, And Shabbat, you are the Shabbat, the Chuli Yomi of all the days. Meaning the tzaddik represents the aspect of Shabbat. This one it says, Re'u, see ki Hashem natan lachem et Shabbat. For Hashem has given you guys the Shabbat. Re'u, see daikat says over there. Ki Shabbat shu shemad ha'kadot shabarichu. Because Shabbat which represents the name of Hashem. Represents what? The strength of a person's vision. The power to see. Because we said Shabbat. is Shinbat. Because it represents the three colors of the eye of the pupil. And therefore, in any single place we see that the Beta Migdash is mentioned in the Torah, we see that Shabbat is also mentioned. Guard my Shabbat and fear my Migdashi. Fear my, uh, my temple. Anytime we see that we were warned over the, or that we were commanded about the building of the Mishkan. Before we were warned about the building of the Mishkan, we were warned about Shabbat. Beforehand. Because Shabbat is what illuminates the Betamikdash. Because the Mikdash, the the Betamikdash the, the also represents the eyes. What is what does it say in Yechezkel about the Bet HaMikdash? It's the pride of your strength. Mahmad Enechem, your eyes delight. The delight of your eyes. So we see the Bet HaMikdash is the delight of the eyes. It's drawn from the aspect of vision, of eyesight. Shabbat is the, Shabbat is the aspect of the colors which illuminate the, the holy temple. Because Shabbat is the strength of a person's vision. Which are the three colors of the eye and the pupil. Which illuminate the Beta Mikdash. So we see here the Shabbat, which represents a person's eyesight, a person's vision, is actually what illuminates the Beta Mikdash. Because the Beta Mikdash is the aspect of the eyes, as we see, your eyes delight. And this represents summed up in the aspect of mochid, the mentalities. Because at the beginning, from the name of Hashem, we create from the name of Hashem, which represents these four letters, from the name of Hashem, then stems off into the Arba Mochin, the four intellects. At the beginning, when it starts devolving into all these things, as we talked about, the tzaddik, into the aspect of the eyes, into the aspect of the four elements, we have this concept of what? The four mentalities. Birkinat is brought down in Shemot chapter 31. And I will fill him with the Spirit of God, 
Bechokman and wisdom, Uvdivuna and understanding, Uvdat and in Daat and knowledge, Uvchol Menachan and every craft, as is about, uh, as is uh, mentioned over there about Bezalel. Chokmat Vuna Vedat Vechol Menacha Zevchinat Arba Amochin, as is brought down in the Tikkun Ezor. This idea that these four elements that we just talked about, Chokmat Tevuna Daat and Chol Menacha, these four categories are the four mentalities. Which are created from the name of Hashem. It says, For God has called Bitzalel by name. Meaning by His name. That the name of Hashem is associated with Bitzalel. So if the name of Hashem is associated with Bitzalel, then what happens within Shem Hashem? From Shem Hashem, from the name of Hashem, you have devolved from that the four, the four, um, the four aspects and mentalities. That's why Yibetzalel was blessed with these four things. Because he had name of Hashem associated within him. It says in the verse over there, I will fill him with wisdom, with understanding, etc. And then afterwards, from this Da'at and Chol and all these four mentalities are created the three colors of the eye. And then the four elements. So, Baruch Hashem, that's it for this uh, lesson, and God will continue from the word of Uvishvilzeh um, next podcast. But pay attention very closely because this lesson is a very, very big foundation in the Torah of Rabenu, and it has tremendous, tremendous advice that we must apply if we really want to change our lives for the better. Bezrat Hashem, draw closer to Hashem Mitbarach. May we have the merit to really, really do so. And, um, this is a look in Chaya Moran and also look at the Paparol Chochmah. If I'm not mistaken, he will bring down this idea of the story of how this Torah was brought down um, for all the explanation over there um, when Rabbeinu gave this Torah and how associated within it was this eulogy of um, the Berditchever. It's a very, very special lesson. Um, Rabbeinu, yeah, it's, it speaks about it over there. So there's lots of, lots of secrets here. Maybe you have the merit to attain them and to truly understand them. Be'emet, Bezrat Hashem.